Chapman and Robin. Okay, uh, this is part two. What's wrong, Trinity? Shush, I'm recording an intro. Um, this is part two of a, a two-part episode that um, Bird and I recorded last week. Giant three-hour epic. Um, so hopefully Adam Lau will be listening to this on his way back from Philadelphia. Um, I just went into my Fraser Crane voice. Uh, anyway, to give you a little bit of context at the beginning, Bird has just picked up a bag of walnuts to start snacking, but is disgusted by the sound of her chewing in her own ears. So that's where that's where we're at. Um, without any further ado, uh, I give you part two. You're going to hear some crinkling in the rest of the podcast. No, that's you fun. can because you'll hear me chewing too. So okay. <laughs> bye, bye, snack. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll get some snacks in a second. Oh, coffee everywhere. Snacks. Not really. Um, movie news. It's not really movie news because I think the movie came out in like 1995. No, I think it was even like earlier than that. Anyway, uh, we were laying in bed the other day and I just decided I wanted to watch something while Bird took, I think you were, you were either asleep or you were taking a nap or something, but I was like, no, I was waiting for you to get home. So I went through our Netflix list and I was like, well, what's a movie I haven't seen? Oh, I guess I'll just watch Basic Instinct. Holy shit. Holy bejesus. I stopped it halfway through and was like, I gotta wait for Bird. And Bird got home and I was like, you gotta watch this with me. And she's like, oh, you're already 45 minutes in. I'm like, I don't care. I'll watch it again right now. And we did. (laughs) I just queued it up, started it over again, and we watched almost all of it. Then we went to bed and we finished it the next morning because you were really tired from work. But, uh... I, I mean, I want to hear your opinion first, because I I have a tendency to just blather on. Sorry, like did we t- did we say what the name of this movie was? Basic Instinct. Okay. Yes, <laughs> we did. I was playing with the dog and not paying attention. Oh god. <laughs> so yeah, we uh, we watched Basic Instinct. I'm gonna pull um, up the IMDb thing and get some info on it, but you just keep uh. Okay. You um give your review. Well, my initial reaction, or I guess my um. My biggest comment, holy fucking sexy, <laughs> like, woof, uh, that would definitely be like a good, uh, a date night and or frisky holy shit, Netflix yeah. and chill oh type God. movie. Netflix and chill. And then when it's 1992, <laughs> you could probably fuck during that movie and just let it roll. And by the time you were done having sex, they'd be having There'd sex be again. another sex scene. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. Okay. Uh, 1992. I just wanted to find out who the director was. Cause man, director Paul Verhoeven. But that was amazing. Sharon Stone is such a fox in this movie. Oh, she's a babe. Total babe. For sure. Um, one thing I thought was really I, interesting. I don't find Michael Douglas very attractive. But no? No. Oh, this guy did RoboCop, Starship Troopers, and Total Recall. Those are what he's famous for. And then he did Basic Instinct in 92. Starship Troopers? He did Starship Troopers. <laughs> That's a German film, isn't it? Uh, I think this guy's German. I swear I watched that movie in German Paul class. Verhoeven graduated from the University of Leiden with a degree in math and physics. Just let me see it. I want to see a picture of the film. Uh, I don't know if it's German or not, but I remember watching it on oh, Spike. Yeah, that's definitely not what I was thinking it was. Oh. Anyway. Yeah, I, I watched Starship Troopers on Spike, and that was fucking great. But um, his dog? She's, she's making right gross noises. She's right over here. I just kicked her. Sorry, puppy. But, um... So basic instinct. What I've I, it, stop yes. It. 
Exactly. Woof. But That's uh, right. <laughs> when I first watched it, I was like, wow, what a cool, like, <laughs> sexy. Stop barking. It's like a sexy thriller. And then I realized on second viewing with you, mm-hmm. it's actually a crime noir. It's a, yeah, it's a crime noir. A crime noir is a, I just read a, an anthology called The Best American Noir of the Century, which mm-hmm. you bought for me in Mississippi. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Uh, where they, At that horrible store, Books A Million, yeah, I will never go to again. Man, they were, the, the salespeople were just shitty. <sighs> just shut up and give me my books. Yeah, God seriously. Like, here, do you want to sign up for this Books A Million card? Uh, no, no, I don't. Oh, okay, where do but you if, live? Where, um, Traverse City. Well, we have one up there. I just I told like, you I fuck. don't want Traverse the car. I don't live in Trevor City. Why did I say Trevor City? I live in Canada. In, uh, <laughs> Nowhere. Alert. I don't live anywhere. I don't live anywhere. I'm a ghost. Just sell me my fucking book. Well, you know you can get 10% back on every... I, I, I understand she, what a like, card is. she that piece of paper at me and was like, which free books do you want? She's I was like, like, no, just leave me she's alone. She's like, here you go. Pick two. These are free. Pick just circle two. Circle two of these. And mm-hmm. you're like, do I have to? And she's like, well, no. And she's like, then don't. Stop trying to give me shit. Just give me my books. <laughs> God damn. The salespeople there were like super pushy. Anyway. Um, it was just, yeah, it was very weird. They define noir not as like a detective story, but as any story where like selfishness, greed, bleak personal outlooks, um, some major flaw of, of the lead character. And they usually end with like everyone unhappy or whatever. Oh. And uh, everybody ended up very happy. In this film, though. well, there was a lot of fucking at the end of the movie. Uh, yes, <laughs> Just like days of sex at this in this movie. It opens with a, a sexual murder. It closes with a. I'm not going to tell you how it closes. Almost, but I mean, I you know what? Sex. Fuck it. It's 1992. Sex. Spoilers. Um, she, you see Sharon Stone's titties. A bunch, and her amazing ass, and her bush, and. Yeah, remember when she gets undressed in the window and he's watching her? Mm-mm. She walks and she's got that like nice landing strip thing going on. Oh my god, this is a boner movie. <laughs> Even lady boner movie. Like Michael Douglas, he's got himself a cute tush. He's you see him naked a couple times too. He's got a, he's got a cute little tush. Yeah, I, don't know, I don't know. You see Roxy? I think you see Roxy naked a little bit. She's pretty cute too, but like she could be a, a Sharon Stone clone. It's weird. She yeah, she does look a lot like her. Anyway. Man, this is distracting. Take that. <laughs> um, so take that. Take it. Take it away. A um, lot of twists and turns. Suspenseful mystery. You never know who the the killer is. You know, because it's all it's a murder mystery basically, and you never know who the killer is. And then at the end, the way they did it, they kind of shot like two separate endings. So even at the end, you're not entirely sure who the killer is. And you know, this is one of those movies where you can choose find your own adventure. You can find all sorts of theories online about who the who the killer was, who the killer is, who the killer isn't. Um, I don't know. Do you want to? Yeah, let's spoil it. Who cares? They'll they'll watch it either way. I mean, even if you know exactly what's going to happen, I'll watch this movie ten more times. This was awesome. And you know what? One thing I liked: there's a, a lady, a lady getting a little bit of oral in this movie. You don't see that in mm-hmm. film very often. You stay away from that power strip, motherfucker. Who do you think the killer was? We talked about it, but I can't really remember. Um, so I don't think it was Sharon Stone's character. You don't think Sharon Stone I was the killer? I do not think so, because she seems to imply that uh, she has no control mm-hmm. over How do you explain dies? the ice pick under the bed at the end, then? Maybe she was going to do it just one time? Uh, she says at some other point they have a discussion about um, the scarf tying um, Michael Douglas's character's hands yeah. to the bed. It, 
uh, replicating the very first murder. Um, and how I, it makes it good. How it makes sex sexier. Sexier, yeah. Um, and that's kind of what I thought was going on there, is that she was going to kind of bring like a... A prop to the danger. bedroom. Yeah. yeah. Um, and the the ice pick just was relevant. Like a, like a sex toy. To their... Relationship. Yeah. Um, ice pick as sex toy. I like it. Kind of gross, right? <laughs> I wouldn't but, put it past So the, uh, the first, yeah, the first murder, a man was uh, tied to a bed with a silk scarf and ice picked to death. That first shot, by the way, where the, the ice pick goes through his face. Oh, oh and you oh. only see it for a second, but they show it. They did a practical effect with a, I'm pretty sure it was a dummy, but it was uh-huh. a really great prosthetic dummy and they have him right. screaming in the in the sound mix so you it's total suspension of disbelief and you see an ice pick go through his face sideways like right mm-hmm. behind his eye and like through his nose it's fucking gross but also really cool so definitely check it out um but yeah you know i I, kinda, I think it. I think it was the people in her life around her like we saw roxy try to kill um, Michael Douglas's right. character, and I think Nick. she was the murderer in the very first. You think scene. Roxy was the first killer as yes, well? So I Roxy do. killed the because Roxy was jealous. We saw her right. Roxy get jealous of her other lovers. Mm-hmm. So Roxy killed the rock star, mm-hmm. and Roxy tried to kill Nick, Michael right. Douglas's character. So who killed uh, Gus? Who killed um, Nick? I think partner? it was the old lady. You think the old woman killed? Gus. Yes. So why did why was Garner there then? And so you think all that evidence in Garner's apartment was planted? I do. Okay. <laughs> because you know what? She when they found all those pictures in the top drawer, you know, remember? Or she could be just obsessed with her. I mean, that could be too. So Garner and could just have not actually involved in any of the murders. Just the woman, crazy ex lover. Yeah. Oh, interesting. So, or uh, you mean Garner? Yeah, the the shrink. Yeah. So I think her, uh, all those pictures of her in the top drawer, they gave us a clue that those were planted. Because remember when, uh, oh God, remember that scene where Nick kind of like pseudo rapes Garner? He and, does rape her. Well, she, but at the end she, okay, this maybe this is a discussion, maybe it's not, but like, you know, they were a thing. They had had sex before, and then. She's that like, doesn't she mean, does say no, no, but then once the sex starts going, she's like way into it. Do you think it's sort of that? Why do you think they included that scene? Because, I mean, obviously it wasn't to make us hate Nick. They don't want to be like, and here right. our protagonist is a rapist. You know, they, I think it's kind of showing like the danger, the... I don't know. What's the purpose of that scene? Because, you know, in 1992, maybe it played, but now it's a little bit troubling to watch. It was kind of fucked up watching that first I, time. Well, I don't think they gave us enough of a uh, perspective on their relationship to make us think that um, like this is a, maybe this is a game. Well, she them. does say afterwards, it's never been like that before. You know, like you weren't making love to me. And he goes, who was I making love to? And she goes, you weren't making love, which I hate that term anyway. But um. I, I do think that he raped her. Yes. Um, and I think that they were trying to show us that he is not a good person. Like he's um, kind of not in control of himself? or Yeah, that he has problems, that he's damaged. Because um, <sighs> uh, I... Th- before that point, like, you go into a film thinking... You know, or hoping, I guess, that your hero is... A good person. A good guy. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, and I think this is showing that he's not a good guy, that he has problems, yeah. that he has a lot of things baggage um, that he is um, repressing and pushing down. Um, well, we he's learned... killed. We find that he killed those tourists, but he also killed a couple of other people. It's kind of glossed over, but he has a history of pulling his gun out and shooting people, basically. Right. Um, I think this is just sort of like a product of all of that. So can we, is he still the protagonist after he, you know, rapes an ex-girlfriend? He's still the protagonist. What do he's you, not a hero. What do you think he's of not her, a good guy. her can... reaction? Which is after that event, she continues to, I, it doesn't, yeah, I don't know. That's, I never, I didn't I, think I think we they were, have a very fucked up relationship. I didn't think we were going to go down this. I actually like the, uh, at the end of the movie when they give us that like choose your own adventure sort of fade out and fade back in. Mm-hmm. I like the idea that Garner is the murderer. Yeah. That, yeah, because I mean the evidence when I first watch it, you know, you want Sharon Stone to be the killer kind of because of like that, that sort of like black widow praying mantis, you know, like uh, femme fatale. Sure. But, uh, I, all the evidence that I watched more and more as it unraveled, I liked the idea that Sharon Stone was just like this kind of creepy woman who liked being perceived as dangerous and who was Mm -hmm. maybe a little bit unhinged but not actually guilty whereas garner was like this trying to keep it together like mask wearing mania you know like mask mask wearing as in like she's now a business professional and she has this you know relationship with a blah 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 and And she's secretly secretly a lesbian and whatever well secretly like a killer like a like a maniac killer i like the idea of garner as the as the murderer they even point out that she had met boz the rock star at one point so conceivably Mm -hmm. she she could have killed everybody in the movie Uh (laughs) but um yeah so i mean i didn't think we would go down the road of like well the main character is a rapist but like basic instinct what do you out of five out of five stars if you had to give it a rating, three and a half. Three and a half stars. I say that's four. I say that's a four star movie for me. Basic Instinct was really good. I'll definitely be watching it again. One of my favorite like crime noir type things or detective movies that I've ever seen. Amazing. I watched a movie you didn't watch that I have to recommend. I watched Nightcrawler. You would have you would have hated it. You're not, you're not a big Jake Gyllenhaal fan. Can you name a Jake Gyllenhaal movie you like? I mean, did you like October Sky? That movie was fucking good. I don't think I've seen it. Oh, uh, damn. It's him as like a young kid. He's like making I think the only rockets. movie that I've seen him in that I liked was Donnie Darko. Donnie Darko? Um, you know, I thought he was amazing in Prisoners. He was very good. I think he's... I haven't a, seen that. I know, but do you... What is it you don't, don't like? I really have any interest in seeing... What is it you don't like about him? Because like... His stupid face. <laughs> and I just... I just... I don't know. I don't believe him. Really? Yeah, I think all the time he's like, I'm Jake Gyllenhaal. In his movies? Yeah. You know, okay. From I'm angsty but attractive Jake Gyllenhaal. I don't see. I don't find him attractive. Is the thing I find him to be a very. Well, I don't. I don't like. I'm not like. Oh yeah. Oh, Jake oh you mean like? But like, he's an attractive person. Like, he's a good-looking guy, and I'm sure that there are women out there who are like oh, Jake, Jake Gyllenhaal. Gyllenhaal. But like, okay, I've seen uh, or men. Even recently, I've seen I've seen Nightcrawler, Prisoners, and um, um, it's kind of Josh Hartnett to me. Uh, Donnie Darko, and I have a lot. I really want to see Southpaw, which is his new one. And everything that I've seen him in recently, 
He seems to be kind of a chameleon-like actor. He puts in really convincing, transformative performances. But we're going to move on because you hate him and don't want to talk about him. No, I just... He has never struck me. Yeah? Yeah. Never. Okay. Um... Okay, Hugh Jackman is also in Prisoners, so I think you should give that flick a watch. Oh. Sorry. <laughs> I would really like just one day if you would give give Prisoners a watch with me and see what you think. Okay. The cin- it's also Roger Deakins, my favorite cinematographer of all time. It's a beautiful movie. Beautiful. Speaking of Hugh Jackman and chameleons. Okay. Like, okay. So this is the guy that was Wolverine. Yes. He's also in Prisoners. And I, also I in follow him... Yeah, I follow him on Instagram, mm-hmm. and he's doing, like, Broadway he's, stuff. Um, he's doing musical, um, right? some sort of Oz thing. Oh, okay. And just, it's insane to me that he is all the same person. <laughs> and he's so freaking sexy. And then, like, the stuff about him, like, doing, like, the deadlift and stuff. It, if the bar ain't bending, you just pretend. And right. That's one of my How favorites. How is that the same person is Who's doing, doing, like, like this, the, like... Like jazz dancing, make oh, you sorry, laugh puppy. and dance and sing, and he's a he's an amazing singer too. Him and Neil Patrick Harris hosting. Um, so weird. The Tonys is one of my favorite videos ever. Him and Neil Patrick Harris have a have like a Broadway off where they sing and dance and do a, like a number together. It's really funny. <laughs> Love Neil Patrick Harris. Um. So speaking of stuff you watch on a screen, and comic book movies man i don't know i'm trying to segue over but i just i'm just gonna fucking you're <laughs> so bad i'm just gonna go for it um but yeah i guess speaking of of marvel comics properties there we go because he plays wolverine and the x-men um jessica jones came out two days ago it dropped two days on ago. netflix on is it netflix. a netflix original it's well um it's i, I guess it's it i guess TV? it's a, no i guess it's a netflix original but it's a, one of the one it's a marvel one like Daredevil. When Daredevil came out last year, Daredevil, they shot it all at once. They shot the whole first season all at one time before anything aired. And right. then they just dropped the whole season on Netflix as a right. test to see, right. like, is this a viable way to release television? Right. It's kind of a dangerous way because if people don't like the first three episodes, you can't cancel the series. You already shot the whole first season. Right. Of course, Daredevil became one of the most lauded and just fucking crazy successful Netflix series of all time. And what, you know what? Did you, have you, did you watch any of it? Did you watch episode one? Watch a single episode? Anything? I watched it as you were watching it. Jesus Christ. I, that was, for me, Daredevil is better than Game of Thrones. I don't take out heathen. I'm not taking it back. Daredevil is the best television show I might have ever seen. That's the that no. was that was almost a perfect first season. Daredevil was incredible, and you know what? I've been I I would have binge watched more, but I had to go to work and stuff. I'm six episodes into just episodes. I'm six episodes. I'm six episodes into Jessica Jones. I'm six episodes into Jessica Jones. Marvel is if Marvel can keep this steam up, I don't know what they're doing. Can, like name a bad Marvel movie. We got Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, you got Dark World was not good. What's neither was oh Winter Thor Soldier. Dark World. I no 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 don't no way. Winter Soldier was great. You didn't think Winter Soldier was good? I watched no. the movie three times. Why why didn't you like Winter Soldier? Mm, I think people built it up so much for me. I was like, oh my god, Winter Soldier. Oh. And then I watched it. I was like, oh well, this is just okay. For me, the interplay between Steve Rogers and uh, Falcon. 
was awesome. You know the I mean the, the lot of great like one one time jokes on your left. And you left. know what the new Avengers movie, Age of Ultron, kind of fell flat. For well, me. you know why it fell flat is because we went and saw Mad Max the day after, and every movie we saw that year fell flat all of a sudden. No, because I went and saw Avengers twice. Yeah, it wasn't that good in 3D. Meh. That kind of sullied it a little for me. I just yeah I don't. You like didn't the dig 3D. it. Yeah, when I saw it, I mean, for me, I just want to watch stuff on a big screen in a loud theater. That's the way to watch shit. 3D is not good. I don't know. Like, there was a lot of really, especially in the very beginning, Mm -hmm. a lot of really good, um, like, interplay between the characters and some good jokes, but it just wasn't the... uh, the first Avengers movie yeah. level for me. For me, did I mean, Joss Whedon even write the screenplay for the second? I don't one? know if he wrote the screenplay, but he was the director second time around, and I think he did write the screenplay. Mm-hmm. Um, it just wasn't as good. I understand why they beefed up Hawkeye. Um, you know because I liked Hawkeye. I I enjoyed this like little glimpse into his life. I really okay. enjoyed all that. Yeah. I just. The stuff I liked out there was um, the Captain just America. weren't there for me. What I liked is, you know, because you know what's coming next for for Marvel is Civil War. Right. So seeing Steve Rogers and, or seeing um, Captain America and Iron Man out chopping wood together and Robert Downey, and you seeing them coming that to little bit of tension. ideological yeah. differences mm-hmm. on superheroes. I think the thing about it for me is that they introduced... Um, some characters that I just don't give a shit about. Yeah, they they because like uh, what's Falcon? Falcon. Uh, um, Scarlet Witch. The care I kind of liked Scarlet Witch. The thing for me was um, she just seemed everybody's cheesy, here's the, like, hokey to the me. The problem for me is everybody's contracts are running out. Mm-hmm. Robert Downey Jr. is no longer contractually tied to Marvel, nor is um, Chris Evans mm-hmm. or. Uh, Chris Hemsworth or, you know, like the, the big hitters, Captain America, Iron Man, Thor. These guys are no longer right. contra- and uh, Mark Ruffalo's free now, too. No, he's a good Hulk. Dude. He's a very good Hulk. But these people aren't tied to the what franchise about anymore. Scarlett Johansson. Uh, I, I think her and Steve are or her and uh, Chris Evans are sticking around. Mm. Because remember, like, let's go meet the new team. They're still right. there. Yeah, I just. Uh-uh. So I do not care about those characters. I I don't li- I'm I think Marvel is a little bit up against the wall here because uh-huh. you can't just keep getting like Robert Downey Jr. He's like, you know, I'm kind of I want to go do other stuff. He's right. been talking about retiring from acting. Really? He, let's be honest. Let's if I mean if we're totally honest, Robert Downey Jr. is Marvel's tentpole. That's Iron true. Man 1 and especially I like Iron Man 2 was okay, but Iron Man 1 and I don't know if I think 3 like I the Iron Man movies. There's 3? Yeah. They are the big sellers, and him in Avengers, Robert Downey Jr., if you took him out of Avengers, that movie would have sucked. Not sucked. It would have been okay, but, like, he makes that movie and amazing. And you know what? I think that I think that's the big thing. Um, the actors that they have for the Avengers, mm-hmm. um, him especially, uh, I was not an Avengers fan not even really interested in the Avengers at all until before the movies came out. And then that first movie, I'm like, fuck yes. Avengers the are awesome. The first uh, Iron Man movie, I'm like, fuck You start caring yes. about I'm, Iron Man I'm again. I'm actually kind of interested. <laughs> but, you know, once you kind of get away from, from those that, actors, it's something I wasn't even interested in to begin with. Mm. So once you get away from that, 
I'm not interested. If again. there's not the draw, you right. know what I was thinking was <clears throat> what I would like to see happen um, is Chris, okay. Chris Hemsworth he went back to Asgard. Is she sleeping? Yeah. So he went back to Asgard and we lost Thor. Thor is one of the compelling characters. You know what I'd like to see? I'd like to see Lady them. Thor. I'd like to see Lady Thor. Get us a new actress. Yes. Get her a five movie contract, mm-hmm. and then you've got your Thor for the next. I mean, if you've we've seen that Furiosa can work. People love Furiosa, and they're holding her up as like a mm-hmm. fuck yeah character. Yeah. So Thor pieces out. He decides to become king of Asgard, and we need. He can't. You know, we have to give this hammer to someone right. who's going to be Thor because to maintain the myth. You know, right. Chris Hemsworth becomes there Odin. It has to be the handoff. Yeah, yeah, Chris Hemsworth won't be Thor anymore. He'll be the new Odin and his dad will fade away. Right. And then to fill that mythological gap, we give someone else the power of Thor so we can even have a, like our second origin movie, like a Thor type movie where we throw the hammer down to earth and whoever's worthy of it, you know, like he becomes Odin and he casts the hammer down and says like, whosoever be worthy to pick up this hammer shall have the power have of the Thor. Have the power of Thor. Yeah. And we get some girl, maybe, you know, mm-hmm. honestly, you could do the Doctor Who thing where they, they usually pick their new companion by extras who were very good in earlier episodes. Ah. Uh. The only, okay, the only problem I see with this... With Lady Thor? Yes. Is, um, there's something that's been brought up about Hollywood and, uh, their, their stable, so to speak, of female actresses who can play quote-unquote badasses. Yeah. Is very small. Mm-hmm. And they tend to Michelle Rodriguez. Yeah. Over and over. They they will use the same actress in multiple movies because because they just can't fucking like get somebody else mm. and say yes she's gonna be our badass and then train her and get her up to speed right um so I would love to see them do that and do it Thor. well well you know maybe the jury's still out because we haven't seen it yet but. Mm-hmm. I would like to see. I want to see how this new Wonder Woman plays. I can't remember the actress's name, but Gal Gadot. Gal Gadot. Okay, well, let's see how she plays, and then, you know, I mean, if, I would love to see them do what they are doing in the comics with Lady Thor, which is the mask, the uh-huh. half mask helmet. Yeah. You know, so you don't think so? I mean, no. Yes, I do. I just, um, you know, who would be good if she could act? And this is not a slam on her. She's been taking a lot of punishment lately but you know i know where you're going and i totally agree if she, if she the, could get the, the body chops. type the badassery it's all there but she can't like she can't act i love her Sorry, but I love her she can't ronda rousey cannot act i've seen three movies with her in her now and she's not good it's almost like a i don't know i i might hurt it's just it's like year one acting stilted crap but she's a great fighter Right. Oh, we shouldn't even get into that right now. Uh-uh, no. I'm staying um, away from the Rousey home fight. But, um, There's too much already out going on, but... Ooh, that was a fucking fight. And I don't think that she couldn't be good. Yeah. She She's got the body do- and she has the, the persona. She, she to, just needs... She needs to... To learn. Yeah, more. like, okay, acting classes. It's a thing, and people laugh about them, but, you know, we have a lot of classically trained actors who are amazing. Gary Oldman took acting classes, and no one's laughing at him. He's a mm-hmm. motherfucker of an mm-hmm. actor, man. So, like, get and her... And I don't think it's something that you just have or you don't have. It's definitely you a can, craft, and I think it's a learning I think you can develop thing. it, but I think a lot of acting, a lot of what acting is about, I think, is, is like, just, like, confidence and mindset. Like, I, if you I can't... think it's also being able to step outside of yourself, which I... 
don't know if, if Ronda can Rousey do. can do. Yeah. Because she is so strongly who she is. Mm. I don't know if she can do it. So, on the subject of badass chicks. Yes. <laughs> I smile. This is one of my favorite topics. <laughs> um, you said that you'd seen... Do you remember the actress's name for the, the lead from Jessica Jones? You said you'd seen her in something else. No, um, I know she's the um, chick from The Bitch in Apartment 23 or whatever that one was called. Mm. And I really enjoyed that, but I think I've only seen a couple episodes and I don't even know where to okay. watch it anymore. It's not on Netflix anymore? Is that I where think, you were watching it? I think so. Okay. But I don't know where it is if it's up or not um i was watching i thought this was really interesting because <laughs> she's a she's really attractive but i don't i don't know if i buy her as anything other than like really attractive kind of sassy smart alecky that's what jessica jones is she's playing that character except now she's also a really rude drunk but she's like attractive and she's mm-hmm. really snide and sarcastic and she kind of well, then I guess maybe she's just a perfect choice for it's that. good damn it's good casting like I really really buy it mm-hmm. but she's not uh, in in physical appearance and demeanor mm-hmm. a badass which I think is a smart choice on Marvel mm-hmm. they didn't pick like a chick with like big arms who's like beating the fuck out of stuff she's really skinny mm-hmm. but part of the just part of the alias mythology or whatever oh you're mm-hmm. making a face go yeah. get it off your chest no it's okay no, whatever you're going to say, I don't want you to forget it. I can, I can get back um, on, I, on point. I don't know. I guess I kind of have a problem with the I'm a skinny wayfish badass. Well, the thing is, is it's, Jessica Jones has superpowers. Right. So, like, part of her mythology is she has super strength. Right. So, but you don't think that a woman can have super a superheroic strength unless she's also physically very large. No, I just I just have a problem with this continual portrayal of like here's our sexy badass main character who is also very thin mm-hmm. and not muscular right. and you know very stereotypically attractive. Um I would really like to see more female badasses who aren't who don't fall into that. Like I would fucking love to see a She-Hulk I would love that. Yeah. To ha- and and to have a She-Hulk who is like bodybuilder look. Yeah. Not just like I'm super thin and oh I'm so attractive. Look at how tiny my waist is. But like muscular. Well, you understand. Like, I would love to see that as well, but you understand how Hollywood works, right? There's no casting director on their planet who's going to say who's going to sit down and be like, "Hey, we're casting Jessica Jones. Can we get um could we get like a, a muscular, maybe a little bit overweight, ugly chick to, what do you think? Because you said you, you don't like the stereotypically attractive actresses. Okay, but <clears throat> they did it with Mad Max. They did it. What? They, they found a woman mm-hmm. who is, she's not like freakishly, disgustingly thin. She, yeah, Charlize Theron is an average She has some like muscle tone. She is incredibly um, attractive though. She's one of the most beautiful men on the planet. Yes, but they gave her a shaved head, and they, they covered her they in fucking Motor oil. grease. Yeah, she, yeah, she, yeah. I can see. So your point. you know, like, all right, I would. And she's not, she's not wearing like makeup. They didn't tart no. her up. She looks. <laughs> Come on, that was a little funny. They didn't tart her up. I like that description. I don't know. I just, I, 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 know what I you're really saying. would love to see different women. Yes. As our heroes. Right. 
than than really skinny, pretty, waif thin women. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I, I don't think that's unreasonable. I think a lot sure. of people would like to see that. I don't want to take anything away from... Oh, God, I should know her name. I'll find it some other time. But I'm not saying she's not doing a good, a good job. I don't think that she was the wrong choice. I think she was a good choice. I, but. God, there's no good way to say this. I also don't find her... She, I don't think she is stereotypically pretty. If you, I mean, okay, maybe maybe they tarted her up in mm-hmm. uh, uh, Bitch in Apartment 23 or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. They don't in this. She's got bags under her eyes. Her hair's always a fucking mess. She's always like shitty drunk. And she like, her makeup is smeared and she just sort of like, a lot of her lines are like slurred or like given really laconically. Mm-hmm. She's not like... She's an attractive person. She's though. an attractive person, yes, but... I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I've seen like sexy Hollywood people who are, who, who can't act for shit be, and they got cast because they are stereotypically pretty. Mm-hmm. She is not, she's pretty. Yes. She's beautiful, but she's not stereotypically. So like, I, I think I really, think but she's should. not Charlize Theron in monster. No, but I mean, yeah, Charlize Theron, but you know what you, they could do this with her. They did, they did prettier up a little bit, I guess. Like they didn't go the no makeup route, give her zits, fuck her face all up with prosthetics and hair and stuff. But, um, and Charlize Theron gained some weight for that role too. But I mean, I don't know. I, I just wanted to, I wanted to praise this series so bad and tell you how much I loved it. But now I just find myself defending like, no, no, uh, no, I, I just would like to see some variety. I think you should watch a couple episodes. I mean, I know this was maybe a really stupid idea to come into this without you having actually seen the series because I've never seen them do anything. I've never seen a show that did a woman like this because she's fucking super rude to clients. She Mm -hmm. doesn't take shit from anybody. She drinks. She's totally unapologetic about her drinking. They don't have her drinking cap like red wines and Pinot Noirs. She drinks the, she drinks bottom shelf, cheap whiskey straight out of a glass. Uh, the only people we've seen her, we've seen her. She fucks a lot in this show so far. It's just been Luke Cage. So they've got her like fucking a black dude. And he even asks her at one point, like, is this a racial thing? And Mm -hmm. like this show is not like, so this is the story of a sexy inner city detective. You know, like she, her, she lives in an apartment with like the door falling off and fucking roaches crawling out of her sink. I didn't mean to take away from this show. I didn't. I, uh, I definitely appreciate the choices that they're making. Mm. It's, I think it's, it's very atypical and I think you would like it. Okay. Fuck. (laughs) I like Jessica Jones, but (sighs) that's what I was getting at. I was getting at Marvel has knocked it out of the fucking park with another Netflix original. And if Luke Cage and Immortal Iron Fist are half as good as Daredevil and Jessica Jones has been, we could be seeing a new model for television. 12 episode seasons rather than the big 24 episode mm-hmm. or whatever 12 episode seasons shot all at once dropped all at once so that because if i had to wait to watch jessica jones or watch daredevil when it first came out i don't know if i would have loved the series as much as i do mm-hmm. but watching daredevil that 12 episodes mm-hmm. is like watching one full movie one 12 hour long movie and it is amazing so I the did, Mary Sue also really liked Jessica Jones. Did they? Yeah. I mean, I it's only been up for two days, so I haven't really been able to 
find a I didn't, ton. I didn't actually read the article, but like <laughs> their headline was something like, so we've already binged watched Jessica Jones. Dude, check it out. Something. Like you should read the article and you maybe watch. I would start the series over and just to watch it with you. I will if you want. I'll go How back. How far in are you? Are you like four or five episodes uh, in? I just, I'm like two minutes into episode six, but... <laughs> but I like the same thing with Basic oh, Instinct. Me. I'll start episode one again and watch it through with you if you want. But oh my god, it's so good. But I wanted to ask you about Daredevil because one of the things I was talking, yeah. I was talking with Matt about Daredevil. I I know you. What two thirty one? I know. Well, we slept until like ten thirty this morning because of what happened this weekend. Which we being you, I wanted to cover but didn't cover, and maybe I'll save that for another podcast. My week, my adventure this weekend. Oh my god! But uh, yeah, okay. Before we move on, you have sighed heavily every time I've even said the word. Here, ready, folks? You'll hear it at home. Daredevil. <laughs> <sighs> that was shut funny. up. So, what is it that you don't like about Daredevil? You just you never liked the character, really? No, zero interest. Okay, he was one of my childhood favorites. I'm not gonna try and fight the Daredevil fight with you. He's a. I think he's a good character. You don't have to like him. No, people don't like him. But oh, go ahead. No, you. If you you wanna. I again, yeah, with the uh, the main character with the disability, mm. I think that is fucking kick ass. It's cool that he's um, but I don't know. Uh, my only I have not read the comics, okay, so there is that. Mm-hmm. Um, the only experience I have with no, that's not true. I did read Electra Reborn, Electra Lives, Electra Lives, and that he's a um, peripheral character, in that right? Book. So, yeah, okay. Um, so the only experience that I have with Daredevil is the Ben is Affleck film. Ben Affleck. Damn it. And um, him in Electra too. Isn't he also He's... in Electra as a peripheral character? No, I don't think so, actually. I don't think they brought him in at all oh. in the show. Anyway. But... Okay. Uh, you, you have seen the worst iteration of Daredevil ever created. Uh, ever. Uh, now... Granted, everybody at home, I actually really liked the director's cut of Daredevil. Like, I I actually like that version of that movie. But, you know what? I'm going to start with... Fucking again. Jennifer Garner. What about her? (sighs) As Elektra. Super skinny. You know that. Super attractive. It's interesting that you say that. It's interesting that you say that. Because Jennifer Garner gets shit all the time for being fat. All the time. That is a huge thing on the internet. The internet shits on her for being fat all the fucking time. Which is bullshit. So, yeah. And you know what? She, Jennifer Garner is one of the, if you mean, have you seen Alias? Have Mm-mm. you watched Alias? Mm-mm. Holy fuck, that's a great show. Like, Jennifer Garner is, I, I don't know why people, she she catches flack. She's like. I mean, she's not like a fucking um, Paris Hilton. Isn't she the one that was like disgustingly. Jennifer Garner? No, no. Paris Hilton, like, super scrawny. Yeah, yeah. Her and... On the verge of death. Yeah, she looks... She's unhealthy. She's not that Hollywood starlet. And you know what? Who else they call fat in Hollywood? Who? Uh, Jennifer Lawrence. Yes. Yeah. All the time. They're no, like average-sized <laughs> women. Well, I there's somebody think who that Jennifer Garner is thin. I think that Jennifer Lawrence could be a good Thor. She's brunette, though. So? You can't... You can dye hair in Hollywood. Amelia Clark. Um, you know, uh, Khaleesi... She's mm-hmm. not blonde. Amelia Car- uh, Clark has um, dark brunette hair. They dye her hair for Game of Thrones. I bet they put her in a wig. You think? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah. Anyway, Amelia Clark's hair is not blonde either. She looks great as mm-hmm. a blonde. I think Jennifer Lawrence could look good as a blonde. They made her, didn't they make her a blonde? Yeah, she's a blonde in Winter's Bone. 
like a dirty blonde. Yeah. Anyway, I think that she could. Mm-hmm. I mean, come on, her as an actress, she's getting, she's starting to become that age where she can, pl- she could play a badass for sure. She's got the Hunger Games experience. I think Jennifer Lawrence could and be a good. And she would player. enjoy that role. Yeah, like the first, she could be. I think she's a good choice as the first strong feminine superhero. Not to take anything away from Black Widow, because I like Scarlett Johansson as Black Widow. But um. Yeah, I know. There again, I'm super attractive, very thin, big tits. You know why they... No, not really. But you know, they pad her to the extreme for that role. Oh, yeah. Her fucking cleavage is like... You know why... You know why Hollywood does it? It's not to like fuck over average women. men? Yeah. Well, not just men. Average men. Not... Oh, my God. (gasps) Hollywood... Okay. You want to? I'm not saying she's not attractive. I am not. Oh no, I know that. But what what I'm saying is, what you want is unattractive. No, I don't. (laughs) I want something different. I don't. I I mean, obviously, you're not going to have somebody unattractive. They, in Hollywood they tend not to put fucking Hollywood. There's a couple people who have kind of seemed to like somehow worm their way into movies, though. Like very good actors and actresses who are just not not hotties, mm-hmm. but they're really good. They're great actors, and they end up in shit. I can't think of any off the top of my head, but I'm thinking I can see faces um, from a bunch of different pretty movies. Pretty much everybody in fucking Black Mass. Yeah, everybody in Black Mass is really fucked Those up dudes, looking. Sorry. Really ugly. But uh <laughs> but you know what? All really good actors. I know you hated that movie, but come on, those performances were gold. Very I, I hated solid. it because it was good. I mean effective. It was depressing. It, it was, was depressing. So, so you disliked depressing. it on an emotional level, but from an artistic perspective, you can see that that movie was fucking good, right? Just an artistic yes, level. Yeah. And and the reason I left so emotionally devastated is because the story was told well and effectively. Yeah. That's why I left that way. Yeah, that was a good movie. So, I mean, just because I didn't enjoy feeling that way when I left <laughs> doesn't mean that, you know, right. I, it wasn't By the way, right less than good. one month. We are less than one month from Star Wars Force Awakens. We already have and, our tickets, dude. Hey, we got Ooh. our tickets. We're ready to go. I'm so excited. All right. I wanted to... So excited! <laughs> there was a question that I wanted to get to out of Daredevil, but we ended up on the, like, the the Hollywood thing. <gasps> yes. Dude, yes. Dude, yes what? Dude, yes. What? Okay. Dude, yes what? So, a female character that is not the Hollywood starlet, Carrie Fisher. Oh no, not this one. Yeah, argument. dude. You've heard the I am bummed that they made her lose weight, but they made the the male actors lose weight yeah, too. Yeah, but not so. as much. But you you heard the breakdown. Have you heard the breakdown of why Princess Leia is not a feminist icon? She spent like the uh, the actual Anyway, I'm not going to get into it, but Whatever. I, I agree with you. Like, I love I'm Carrie still Fisher. Look up I'm a to big Leia. big fan of Carrie Fisher. Oh, you know what and really you know pissed what? me off? Have you heard of the Slave Leia thing yet? Have you heard this? They're not selling anymore. They're not making anymore. Yeah, I know. They're not producing any images of it anymore. I know. That's fucked up, dude. Whatever. That's bullshit. Whatever. This is that like cultural, oh, I'm offended by everything. Oh, it shouldn't have the word slave in it. My children shouldn't. Oh, Fuck my you. God. Oh, God damn it. That makes me so mad. I grew up on Slave Leia. I never would have I never would have discovered my penis and like how good it feels <laughs> to touch it with stuff if I hadn't been fucking Slave Leia. No, that's not true. I actually, the first time I ever jerked off. I've, I think I've told, I don't know if I've told this story here, but the first time I ever I jerked James off, Bond, was, it was a James Bond film. It was, um, it was a uh, Thunderball. 
It was the scene in Thunderball where he is fucking the masseuse in the shower. I was like, oh, yeah. Because the next scene after that is her naked in a bed, and he's rubbing her back with a mink glove, and she's all, like, naked and shit. Oh, my God, dude. I just rewound that that VHS tape until Blockbuster was like, why is only this, you know, 20-second scene of this movie all crinkly? Like, it's been watched a billion times. So, yeah, James Bond, no wonder I love those movies so much. My sexuality uh, sexual is, awakening. My sexual <laughs> awakening is inexplicably tied to James Bond, just watching him rub a chick, with a, so many things rub about a chick with a mint glove, my what, my <laughs> impeccable fashion sense. Now I'm always like, boom, 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 in bed. <laughs> you, do, you do the roll into the bedroom. <laughs> every, every time I get off, I turn really dramatically to my left and hold my hand out. <laughs> And wait for the wait for come the on, blood pumpkin. to come down. Ooh, that was kind of gross. Anywho, um, there was something I wanted to cover with Daredevil. The reason that I love that show so much, um, you know, I'm I'm a big MMA fan. I like fighting and boxing and shit. Yeah. The fight scenes in Daredevil. Yeah, this is something you said when 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 you I first, first started, started watching, watching it. it. Yeah. When Daredevil fights in this, you know, a lot of times you'll see superhero movies and like, here come the bad guys, and Captain America will like Very pow like- a punch. And the, you know, or even John Wick, you know, which by the way, John Wick is another uh-uh. fucking great movie. No, I know you you won't watch anything with Keanu Reeves in it, but, um, also, you know, it's depressing as fuck and they kill a dog. Yeah. So. They do kill a dog in the beginning. That's kind of hard to get through, but you know, like superhero punches a bad guy, bad guy goes down, bad guy stays down. Right. And then the superhero punches another guy and they can fight for an hour sometimes, you know, they'll fight for like 30 minutes of the movie. And they do the, the like super fancy, like high level. Yeah. It's always like Kung Fu, like flying arm bars and like big rolling takedowns and, you know, bouncing improbable. Super unrealistic. And the other thing is they'll fight for half an hour and then deliver dialogue and be like, we've got to get over to that building now. Right. Like, (laughs) right. The thing that made Daredevil so fucking great for me, especially, this was like the this just this the cherry on top. When Matt Murdock fights people in this show, mm-hmm. he fights them for like five His minutes. Costume is dumb as shit. The black Sorry. the black one or the red one? The the black one. Uh, you know, honestly, I thought I was gonna hate the black one too, but by episode two, you're fine with it. It makes total sense for his character. <laughs> by episode two, you're like, yeah, that makes sense. That's what he would wear. And when he finally does get the red costume, I was actually let down. I'd I'd be happy to go back to the black one. But um, oh yeah, his red costume. I don't I don't buy it. It's too boxy for me. It's mm. kind of it, it's kind of like Frank Miller esque a little bit. But they but like maybe they didn't pull it off quite right. I don't know. Mm. We'll see how season two plays. Of course, there's going to be a season two, dude. That show was like wildfire when it came out. But when he fights people. He'll punch a dude and the guy is just like a little bit hurt, but he'll start punching Matt and then Matt has to like beat him down and then Matt gets hit with a chair and Matt hits the ground or Daredevil hits the ground. I, you know, it is Matt Murdock, but Daredevil. <laughs> Daredevil hits the ground and he's all, you can tell he's all fucked up and he's getting beat on the ground and he f- manages to get up. And when he does put a dude down a couple minutes later during the fight, that dude might get up and start fighting him again. You know, like if you get punched to the ground, he's just like stunned and like has to lay there for a second. Yeah. Like I got to collect myself when you're knocked out, you're not knocked out for two hours while your character, while the other characters deliver dialogue, you know, like your body starts recovering and you're still going to try and take the fucker down, you know? So he's like, Oh, so the bad guys will get back up and start fighting. Fuck that asshole. And like three, it's the fight scenes are the best, the most realistic, 
best fight scenes I've ever seen. It's the best fight choreography, hands down, of anything I've ever seen. So, like... It'd be interesting to see who's doing their fight choreography and see what else they've done. The Jessica Jones fights, I'll get to those in just a second, because she is obviously a skinny girl with superpowers, and you'd Mm -hmm. think that they would do, like, CG to, like, make her be able to, you know, throw her her opponents and stuff. I can punch you through walls! Or whatever. Yeah. But with with Jessica Jones, what they do is, it's all practical. When she jumps to a second level, they don't show like a CG girl jumping. They show her like this and then they'll cut to the balcony and have her like land on the balcony. That's how they're doing it. And you know what? Smart. The first time you see it, you're like, where's the, where's the jump? And then you realize like, oh, they did it practically and I bought it and I liked it. And when she's fighting. Why don't they use wires? Uh, probably cost prohibitive and they have to shoot fast too. So they don't have, they don't have time to set up these big, cause they're shooting a whole season. Big expensive. When she does, they build like when she throws, like at one point she throws a boot at the ceiling to shut the neighbors up Uh and the boot goes through the roof. So like they build certain walls of her apartment, I'm assuming with like really thin plaster or they make like fake pipes out of like paper mache or whatever. So Uh she'll be like walking and she's always, one of my favorite effects they do is have her rip um, padlocks off shit or if a door's locked she'll just turn the knob off so like they're building like weak obviously uh-huh. they're just building weak points all over and she's like actually they shoot it all practical it's none of the CG crap she's actually like fucking up an apartment it looks great they've done a really good job of being like oh the skinny girl is really strong by just building practical shit mm-hmm. that she can break but the daredevil fights like two minutes into the fight the bad guys will take a breather and and Daredevil will like lean on a wall and be like <sighs> and everybody kind of like takes a second and then Daredevil will like throw a punch and they'll get back into it but like you never see that and even in any movie you never see a fight scene stop because everyone's like oh, Jesus fucking Christ <sighs> okay you guys hold on this is way more cardio than I've had all week <sighs> alright here we go back at it you know and once as he's taking punishment He'll start, he'll stop throwing left hooks. If he like, if someone hits him in the arm with like a bat, he doesn't keep using that arm. He'll like cradle the arm and start throwing rights Mm -hmm. and throwing kicks. It's awesome. The fights are so (laughs) fucking good in Daredevil. Um, And I wanted, what I wanted to, I'm sorry. I'm so, I'm so jacked up about these Marvel series, dude. They're killing it out the gate. They're amazing. All right. So what I wanted to ask you was, um, what can you what are you because i mean clearly i'm fucking stoked about this what do you think are your favorite would you have any favorite fight scenes from movies no like, no that's not something i even but like you're a big action about. movie fan though you love jason statham uh thomas jane's punisher is one of your favorite movies ever i believe unless i am mistaken no it's it's awesome right so one of you previously before daredevil my favorite fight scene ever is punisher fighting the russian oh <laughs> that shit's amazing, right? Like the the knife thing oh, and so gross. the dumbbell and the head slamming in the refrigerator. Yes. The blooper is amazing when he eats the tuna and drinks the spoiled milk and then oh, starts slamming his head again. But but yeah, you don't really notice the action movie thing, the fight scenes. Or it's not something that like. I don't know. I don't like have favorite fight scenes. It's not. Mm. Do you have favorite action movies? Wait, didn't we talk about this in the car the other day that you don't even have favorite movies? Like you just kind of absorb them and then they float away. I mean, like I really enjoy them, and there are definitely movies that I would watch like over and over and over again. But but you you have it. You don't have a mental. I don't like no. I don't like rank them or anything. And like I would probably be put like 
Pulp Fiction, Jaws, Kill Bill Volume 1. Those are all in my my top movies. She's slowly been sneaking across the room. Did you know, uh, like, I mean, I put Road to Perdition in my top five, and that's Sam Mendes. That's the same guy who directed Skyfall, another one of my favorite movies. Actually, all the, the Daniel Craig Bonds. Um, I have other topics here that I want to talk about, but I kind of want to just gloss over them now. But, um... Yes, it's been pretty long. It has been. Do you have any... Do you like any... Uh, nah, never mind. Fuck it. We'll just skip that. I was going to say, do you read any other Marvel com... Or do you ha- have any good Marvel memories other than the X-Men? Now, these are the, these are the Stan Lee characters <laughs> and Jack Kirby characters. So, like, Avengers, Captain America, Hulk, Spider-Man, Daredevil, um, Alias... Um, you know, like, none of these are ringing any bells. Doctor Strange. I loved Doctor Strange growing up. Mm-mm. Okay. So I guess my second question is completely moot, which is, um, never mind. Fuck it. We won't even talk about it. Should I, should I cover the, uh, the Mary Shelley, the Mary Shelley movie competition thing? Or yeah, do you definitely think, bring it up. You think so? All right. Yeah, for sure. So since I'm kind of sitting on my hands with Marlon right now. I'm waiting on audio production and I can't really be a part of that because I don't understand the process. Um, But, you know, I love movies and I haven't gotten... Now that I'm done with my portion of Marlon and all I can really do is like do, you know, vlogs or whatever and update everyone and be like, hey guys, the movie's coming along. Great. We're still working on the soundtrack. That's not really movie making anymore now I'm, i don't want to just be a pr guy because you know i i understand that everybody wants to know what's going on with marlon that's great and i'll try and update you guys as much as i can but i don't want to be a pr guy i want to do more filmmaking i want to make some more movies but i don't like making shorts because it feels i i know that oh yeah well, well shorts they have their own category and film festivals and stuff but you know or you like you can post them to youtube and people can see your stuff i don't know shorts just don't have a, a what am I looking they for? They don't fulfill you. They don't. They they don't feel fulfilling. They feel like some something quick to make and maybe practice your craft a like little a and snack throw it a, a meal. Yeah, or and and then it, it, like, what do you do with a short? I, I guess I just for me, I have a, a a mindset of like, okay, I grew up watching movies. I didn't grow up watching YouTube shorts, and yeah, the Key and Peele stuff is funny, but that's not really where my interest lies. I want to make features. I want to make feature films, movies. I want to make them with my friends. And I want to have a finished product that I can put on my shelf when I'm done rather than just like, oh, yeah, here's my YouTube link to that short I made that one time. I just I love features. And some of the people that I made Marlon with are phenomenal. Caught the bug. They caught the bug and they're uh, they're out there doing shit now. They, they've got they've got film crews and they're writing scripts and they're you know producing a lot. Of, they, but, you know, they're producing a lot of shorts. And I've always wanted to see them. Both of them. It's it's Mike O'Connell. Uh, who was a camera op and Ryan Sitzberger who was occasional camera op but you know Nate he was one of the main characters I have all I've been you know I've, I've spent hundreds of hours talking to these dudes and I've always wanted to see them both do a feature because you know it's obvious that they have they have the bug they have the love the passion for filmmaking and I think that more people should do it because yes I am hung up on audio production right now but the rest of this the rest of it was just a fucking breeze. It was so fun and so easy. I wrote a script. I got a bunch of my friends together and we went and shot a movie. If it wasn't 
if I didn't care so much about like having really good high quality audio and wasn't too lazy to learn the audio production side of things myself, this would have been a walk in the park. Like making a feature is so attainable. You can totally make it. You just have to have an idea and a bunch of fucking weird friends who are down to do whatever you need them to do. Yeah. In this day and age, it's, it's so easy. You could shoot a feature on an iPhone if you had the right script. You know, like, and if you shot it on an iPhone, that would circumvent your audio problems because the uh, the crowd would expect your audio to sound like an iPhone audio. Like, or shoot shoot a found footage film. I fucking hate them personally, but then your audio can just be whatever your camcorder picks up. So who gives? You know, who cares? Make a good, make a go, make a goddamn movie. But uh, I proposed to Mike and Ryan. Um, you know, Mary Shelley's Frankenstein was not, uh, was famously written as a challenge to a bunch of uh, of her friends while they like wintered in a cabin somewhere or something or a castle she said hey let's all write a book and at the end whoever's book is the best will win she's the only one who finished her book but it's now frankenstein one of the most famous horror novels of all time or you know the this the modern prometheus story or the modern uh, you know modern man <laughs> So I proposed something similar to them. I said, uh, let's all pitch a feature. Uh, we had a Skype meeting to, to pitch the feature, and I said, let's all pitch it on, I think it was the uh, Tuesday, the uh, 17th. We all got together and had a Skype meeting. And um, we pitched. We each pitched a feature. All the features sounded great. And now, uh, December 1st is our, or I think it's December 1st or 2nd, is our deadline to have 40, 45 or 40 or 45 pages of script written. So we're, I'm hoping what this little like competition or contest or, or a little like Mary Shelley challenge becomes is, you know, at the end of it, we will have three feature scripts, three feature length scripts that we'll all workshop together and such. And, uh, you know, with any luck, hopefully we can have three movies in development. I'll help each other shoot them or whatever. Just, I, I think it's a good way to, to motivate people. So my script is coming along great. Uh, I've got, I still have like 25 for th- almost 30 pages to go. So I need to get cracking on that a little yeah, bit. Yeah, you do. But uh, while you're working on your art today, I'll, uh, I'll do it. But uh, yeah, so just, I guess to let, to, to get people on the uh, aware or like, you know, start seeding the earth ages in advance um you know me and me and my friends are working on some more movies some actual movies not you know i not to detract from short filmmakers but so uh so you know there's another feature on the horizon and we all know that i'm crazy enough to fucking go after it so yes you are so we'll see we'll see what that leads to but i've just crossed off the last item on our list so we're done i've got nothing else to talk to you about this marriage is over. <laughs> okay. Well, we had a good run. Yeah, we did. Handshake. Firm handshake. handshake. Um, so I'm taking the dog. I mean, you can have the dog. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, you don't want the dog. Come here, you. you too I'll take care of you. Anywho, um, we're going to go eat some lunch. Yes. And, lunch. <laughs> and uh, Adam, since you're going to have, you know, you're going to have to have a podcast for your return trip as well. Maybe Bird and I will sit down and do an audio commentary track to Mad Max sometime this week. Mm-hmm. Because that movie's fucking great, and it's a good excuse to watch it, and a good excuse to sit and talk with you and get to look at your beautiful eyes. Uh-huh. And watch Mad Everybody's Max again. throwing up. I hope so. <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> that's it for, uh, for Chatman and Robin this week. I'm Max Peterson. And I'm Bird. Holy podcast, Chatman. Chatman. <laughs>